God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin, and I pray your time spent with me today will be a huge blessing in your life and bring you joy and peace with the kingdom of God. For many people who have been working at a job for a number of years without a raise, it can be difficult to approach the boss and ask for an increase on the paycheck. Being bold enough to declare one's worthiness of a raise is not easy for most folks. Most of it boils down to how good is your boss? Is your boss bossy or are they kind-hearted? Are they approachable or do you want to hide from them as much as possible? When it comes to our relationship with God the Father, how do we feel about making requests to him for things that we need? Do we think he's approachable or do we want to hide from him like Adam did? Are we afraid of God or in awe of him? What is stopping us from approaching our loving, merciful, and gracious Heavenly Father? What is stopping us from being able to simply speak or chat with him and then to make a request of him for ourselves? If we are struggling with getting by, if we are struggling with the tragedies of these times, where can we go? If you are afraid to approach your Heavenly Father, today's episode will help you with the conversation of prayer. Give a listen. There are certain situations in life where we can be brought into a state of fear or trepidation. In school, it was when someone came from the principal's office and said, the principal wants to talk to you. Fear usually gripped anyone when such a situation occurred. Same thing in the workforce when the boss's secretary came to you and said, the boss wants to see you. Unfortunately, our society has made those in authority over us the bad guys. They are the ones that control our fate. And unfortunately, the same has been done to our Father God. The typical image of God is of some really old guy with a long white beard and a baseball bat waiting to clobber us when we sin. The most popular verse in the Bible should eradicate that image, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. God so loved that he gave. It's true most bosses and principals and other people in authority do not follow the path of Almighty God, who in his almightiness loves to take care of us. Coming into an understanding of who God is and how he works all starts with the conversation of prayer. It can be a simple conversation or a purging of your heart. It makes little difference the duration, but you must first make a start. It need not be a fancy oration or a literary work of art, but an honest and true summation of doubts and worries that need to depart. So turn to your Father and tell Him what you need. He waits to bless you beyond what you can see, and beyond the things of your life for others you can plead, making intercession so they can be set free. Prayer gives us the spiritual power to always succeed, especially when we come together and two or more agree. Beyond what you ask or think, the Father can exceed, because when we pray in faith, 
our prayer becomes his decree. The literal meaning of the Greek word translated pray is to wish. It is to desire. The word prayer is to direct that wish or desire towards God. That means that at some point you're going to have to talk to God if you need something. Actually, he's waiting to hear from you. God is far beyond our normal human emotions and traits, but he does ascribe to himself human emotions, and he interacts with us as our earthly fathers would interact with us. An earthly father will teach his children how to interact with him as they mature and grow up. The father will teach the child how to use words to communicate. The child will be taught that throwing a tantrum is not a proper way to communicate. Use your words is the common statement to a more mature child when they are trying to express that they want something. As I said before, I want to talk about the conversation of prayer today. Take a moment and remember having a conversation with one of the nicest persons you've ever met. Could have been one of your parents or a relative or a teacher, but it would be someone with whom you had developed a relationship. Remember talking with this person and the joy that the two of you shared in that moment, in that conversation. Now, transfer that memory into talking with your Heavenly Father. He's definitely much nicer than any person you'll ever meet on earth. Your Heavenly Father has placed you in Christ and seated you at his right hand. When you confess Christ as your Lord and Savior and invited him into your heart, the Father rejoiced and brought you into his presence. That's what he did for you. He poured out his love upon you. He has had plans for you since before the foundation of the world. So what's it going to take for you to approach him? Let me teach you or remind you of a verse that should help you in your ability to approach God in prayer. Ponder the truth that is contained in 1 Peter chapter 5, starting in verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Our relationship with God starts with humbling ourselves before him. He is God and we are not. As Jesus said a number of times, I can of my own self do nothing. So we need to realize that we are totally dependent upon God for our needs. Remember, you're a child of God, not an adult of God. And I like to think of myself as a three-year-old. I can walk and talk and understand words, but not a whole lot else. The awesome thing is that as we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, that, by the way, is not there to squish us, he will exalt us in due time. He'll lift us up. Then it continues in verse 7, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. One great truth contained in these verses is that the very act of casting all our care upon God is an act of humility. It shows that we are incapable of taking care of ourselves. 
And the other awesome and amazing truth that we need to hold on to is that he cares for us. Hopefully this truth will help further eradicate any negative image you have of God the Father. He cares for you. You are his beloved child in whom he is well pleased. That must become our core identity. You are not a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner saved by grace and now empowered by his grace. Consider these next two verses and the implication they bring to our relationship with the Father. The first is in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And then again in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Since we are told to come boldly into the throne of grace and have boldness to enter into the holy of holies by the blood of Jesus, I see no reason that we should have to knock on the door of the throne room and ask permission to enter. We simply walk in because it is our right as beloved children in whom he is well pleased. We rightfully take our place, the place he made us to sit, at his right hand. It is not arrogant or an act of entitlement, but a confident action of a child who knows his identification with Christ and the love of their father. So how do you feel when you think about asking God for a raise? Some folks have very little. Some folks are just getting by. Too many of us struggle in too many ways, and yet the Bible says God will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory, by Christ Jesus. Jesus said that he came to make life available and a life that is more than abundant. First Timothy says in chapter 6, verse 17, Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Are you enjoying life? or existing. Our lives are connected to the Father through the work of Jesus Christ. He is our Savior and has done everything to bring us back into the presence of the Father so that we could have a loving relationship with him. So what are you asking God for? There are numerous records in the Old Testament concerning requests being made to God by all sorts of people. There are many different ways that people approached God. Some called out to him. Some cried out to him. Many pleaded with him to give ear unto their prayer. In the Old Testament, they did not have any assurance of relationship with God. But because of the perfect sacrifice of Jesus our Savior, we can have confidence that God hears our prayers. When we approach the Father in faith, he hears us. If you're worried about your sin getting in the way of him hearing you, you simply need to repent and ask for forgiveness, which he faithfully grants, because of the blood of Jesus, not because of your perfection of performance. It is true that our sin can set us apart from God. We have chosen at times to walk away from his truth and his ways. 
But it is in those moments when we need him most, and the truth is, he is always present. God does not change. There is no variableness nor shadow of turning with him. Because of our weakness, we are led astray at times, but like the father of the prodigal son, he looks for us to return. He awaits a return so that he can fully reinstate us into his good graces, and all it takes is a simple act of repentance. If you think you have to be perfect before you can receive from him, think again. God's love and grace are bigger than our sin. That does not give us a license to sin, but it gives us the ability to always turn back unto him and be embraced by him. God loves you. Look at the truth in Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. One thing that is not mentioned in the list of things that cannot separate us from the love of God is our past. If we hold on to our past, to our sin and our failures, then we can separate ourselves from the love of God, but nothing else. We need to recognize God's unfailing love for us. Again, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And part of that everlasting life is the righteousness, joy, and peace that were given to us by the work of Jesus Christ. Stop being afraid of approaching your heavenly Father and making a request for yourself. Ask for something big. Ask for something simple. But go talk to him. Jabez made request of the Lord, and he granted his request. God came to Solomon and said, Ask what I shall give thee. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. So let me ask you, what are you asking God for? When I think of the many things declared in Psalms by David and Hezekiah and Asaph, who were the writers of the Psalms, it says that they pleaded and cried and called out to God to help them. And he did. They repeatedly asked to be taught, to be quickened, to be heard, to be rescued, and many other things. And God did hear them and took care of them. We know that these men were not all perfect, but they were faithful. They always came back to God and repented. We need to recognize that the Father sees Jesus when he looks at us. You are his beloved child in whom he is well pleased. Take some time today and have a wonderful conversation with your Heavenly Father. There's much to pray for, for yourself and for others. Take a moment and speak to him. In fact, take a few moments throughout the day and chat with him. He longs to hear from you.